Hi folks, Chocolate Yoda here, spelled Y-O-D-D-A-H, because film studios are litigious. I was just watching uh, one of these red pill videos. Um, I don't know if you guys watch this stuff. It's basically uh, guys complaining about women. And look, I get it. Men have been frustrated by women since the dawn of time. But whining about it is not the answer. However, there are some uh, some aspects of the whining that aren't completely unfounded. So it got me thinking. And this is uh, not just directed toward women. This is really about everyone. Uh, I'm calling it Anti Up. Maybe you guys know uh, M.O.P. had that song. Anti Up. Yap that fool. And again, I name my talks after songs because I have no original ideas. But um, Annie Up got me thinking about, you know, what do you bring to a relationship? What do you bring to the table? We know uh, the long list of requirements, real and imagined, that uh, women have for men. And that's fine. Women are the pursued. And this is consistent throughout nature, so I don't think this is debatable, and I don't think this is controversial. In most species, women are the pursued. Fine. That's fine. And that means that men have to bring something. They have to ante up, right? Men, men have to have whatever things that women value in order to be considered. And just a quick statistic regarding that. Throughout history, only 40% of men have uh, had children uh, or been the father to children, and 80% of women have done that. So that kind of gives perspective to what I'm saying. So when you're thinking about yourself in relation to another person, where do you ante up? What is your value proposition? And if someone asks you, what do you bring to the table? And your answer is, I am the table. Eh, wrong. That's a ridiculous answer. Um, that means you don't understand metaphors. <laughs> and maybe a few other things. But what, what really do you bring to the table of a relationship? I know what I bring, right? I, I know what I bring for two reasons. Number one, I've been in personal development since 1987, and I know who I am. Number two, I know the consistent feedback that I've gotten from the world, and in the context of this conversation, women. And so I know what they tell me. I know who I am, and I know the results that I get, and I know the feedback that I get from women that are involved with me. So I'm very clear. None of this is magical thinking. I'm not mythologizing myself. I don't make believe. I'm not delusional in any way. Just the facts, ma'am. Some of you are old enough to remember Detective Joe Friday. Just the facts, ma'am. That's what I uh, trade in. I trade in facts. So 
what do you bring to the table? What is your value? If you're a woman and you've never thought about this, or or maybe if you have thought about it, I'd love to get your feedback on what you think is valuable to the man that you're with or to a man that you're interested in being with. And if you've never thought about it before, that's unfortunate, but I get it. If you're a woman, you've probably never had to think about this before, and I'm not mad at you for that. As I said, you're the pursued. So it's really about what the pursuer is doing in that scenario. And if you're the pursued, you don't have to worry about this kind of thing. But as you get older, and this is true of anybody, but as you get older, relying on just your looks or your quote unquote sexiness or whatever probably isn't going to be the thing. That's probably not going to be sustainable or realistic as you get older. Because look, human beings don't age like wine. They age like fruit. And we need to be honest about that. And that doesn't mean you can't be attractive as you get older. Of course you can. But it means that you probably can't hit the fastball like you used to, right? So, you know, sometimes... um I think it's helpful to have a personality, you know, but I stopped being motivated by physical appearance a long time ago, but, you know, I think I might be in the minority there, but I know that no matter how good a woman looks to me, what I really care about is everything else that she brings to the table that I find valuable. If she doesn't have those things, it doesn't matter how good looking she is. I literally don't care. Um, I've been lucky. I, I've dated all sorts of women. You know, as I as I like to say, uh, my dating history looks like two things. Number one, it looks like a meeting at the United Nations. Number two, it looks like the evolutionary chart. <laughs> I really just said that to make myself laugh. Um, beautiful women unattractive women, and by the way, every woman I've been with was attractive to me in some way, shape, or form, might not have been her beauty that made me attracted to her. But whatever that was, whatever that initial attraction was based on, it's what else she brought that was valuable to me. Because let's, um, let's get clear about something. I one time did the math, and I'm not making this up. I actually figured this out on paper. How much of your time in life is dedicated to sex? And I don't mean pursuing it. I mean the actual having of sex. How much time? So I looked up averages. The average time spent having sex the average amount of times people had sex throughout the year. And when you break it all down time-wise, the actual act of sex consumes roughly 1% of your time. So that means 99% of the time, you're doing other stuff. So if it's all about your sexual attraction, 
or your your you know your sexual appeal then th- that's going to get old that's going to get old right so what else are you bringing again i know what i bring i know i'm funny i know i'm intelligent i have great conversations with women i can stimulate their minds as well as their bodies um i'm a protector i've been in martial arts since 1977 so i I know how to defend myself and the woman that I'm with if I need to. And I also know how to avoid the kind of situations where I would need to. So these are the things I bring to the table. You know, I like to joke. I promise women two things. Well, I guarantee them two things. uh, Laughs and orgasms. But beyond that, there's got to be more. A woman needs to feel the way she wants to feel when she's with me in order for her to want to continue to be with me. So whatever it is women see initially, there's got to be more than that. And and the same is true. Like, there's this prevailing wisdom about men that somehow because we're simple creatures, that there's no substance to our inner life. And I can tell you that that is categorically untrue. Simple and stupid are not the same. You know, uh, you, you can be simple, you know, like the lyrics of the song, doesn't take much to make me happy. Yeah, that's what most men try to live like. You know, we, we try to have a short list of things that we need in order to feel happy and that helps make us happy. Um, because, you know, the longer your list is of your requirements of what it's going to take to make you happy, the harder it is to be happy. That's just my opinion. But in my life, it works absolutely like that. So again, back to the original question. What are you doing to ante up? What is your value proposition in a relationship? What are you offering? What are you bringing to the table that is valuable? And here's, here's the thing. When you think about answering this question for yourself, it's important, I think, not to just base it on what's important to you. Because that's very often the first line of answers that I get. Well, I'm this, I'm that, I'm the other thing. Great. What does that mean to the other person? Like, you might have heard this before. And again, I don't, I don't want to be insulting or, you know, silly, but I, I've actually had this conversation. A woman is divorced by a man, which is rare, by the way. Um, I believe it's at least 68% of divorces are initiated by women. And if they're college educated, it's over 90%. So it's rare for a man to initiate a divorce. In my case, I've been divorced twice, and I initiated both of those divorces. So I'm, I'm in the minority. But when I've spoken to women who have been divorced by men, or even if you're not married, if, you know, a significant other, you've been together a few years, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and now the guy wants to end the relationship, here's usually what I hear. I don't understand why he left. I cooked. I cleaned, I took care of the household, I took care of the children. Does that sound familiar? 
I bet it does. I've heard it over and over and over again. I cooked. I cleaned. I took care of the household. I took care of the children. But here's my question. Were those things important to him? Those things were important to you. And I'm not saying whether that's right, wrong, or indifferent. Great. Those things are important to you, and you can have that. But did you ever stop to find out whether those things were important to him? And if you're a guy that's in the same situation, you don't understand why she left, same thing. You got to know who you are. You got to know what you're bringing to the table. You've got to ante up. Some of you are completely mystified by the fact that you're alone. If I talk to you for 15 minutes, chances are I'll be able to tell you why. But you got to know. You got to know who you are. And if you're not clear on that, start working on it. That's what personal development is, right? Trying to make yourself better. So start working on that stuff so that you know what you bring to the table. You can confidently say, yeah, man, when it comes to relationships, I ante up. I bring it. I am valuable. I bring things that the other person finds valuable. And if you think that's a weird perspective, then why is beauty in the eye of the beholder? Right? It's not about what you think about yourself, although, of course, that's important. You've got to know yourself. But at the end of the day, if you're wondering why you're alone or why people keep leaving you, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and everything else is too. The value that you think you have is confirmed or countered by the person that you're trying to deliver it to. If you think you are the best speaker in the world, and every time you speak, the audience is asleep or looking at their phones or walking out, guess what? You're wrong. So if you think you're the best partner in the world, but people keep leaving you, hmm. Well, that's it for now. Food for thought. Peace, love, and granola. Talk to you soon.